Welcome back to another episode of What Do We Know with Harry and Jim. Uh, I am Jim Flanagan with episode number, who the hell knows at this point. Uh, it is week two of quarantine. We are remote again, uh, joined as always by Hari Rao. Hari, how are you? I'm good. I think I'm lost in the timeline of the quarantine. I, I thought it was, uh, oh, I guess we're starting week two, right? Because Monday was the first day, wasn't it? I guess so. I think over the weekend, really, to me, it started. I don't know. James, where do you stand? How long have you been locked up inside? Who knows, dude? Who knows? It feels like day 112, though. So Yeah. It could be November. I don't know at this point. Uh, but I think it's late March. And uh, here's what we're going to do. We recorded one episode about what's happening. And I think what we want to do now is just take the opportunity to not really just talk about what's happening. Let's try and get some normalcy out there, you know? Let's uh, let's talk about things that we'd normally want to talk about and learn about, and granted, we're going to see how this changes the world, but let's at least talk like uh, there's an outside to go out there, too. So um, before we do that, can I just say uh, the little luxuries become incredibly important when you're, uh, when you're locked up by yourself, and, and as much as I've bagged on... Uh, seltzered waters. Holy shit! I found something called bubbly that is making my quarantine better. <laughs> yeah, baby. We got all oh, kinds when of you bubbly. said you were getting a bubbly on the chat, I thought you were pouring yourself a drink. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, man, he's I wish fancy. I was drinking during the day. <laughs> drinking champagne mid quarantine. I mean, there's no rules nice. now, so you can kind of do whatever you want. You know. I mean, the only well, rule is don't go outside, I guess. But Well, okay, okay I broke that rule, <laughs> that I want to tell, you, tell you guys, because you said uh, what? Uh, uh, talk about going outside. Yeah, I found a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I found a puzzle located at Barnes & Noble in Skokie. And yes, I could have ordered it on Amazon, but I wanted a, re- I wanted a mission. Like, even just going to get a puzzle was a nice mission to go on. It was a nice little mission to get out. Did I tell you guys that uh, on the way, I put two quarts of oil in my car? No. Which uh, felt very manly. No. Okay, so let's... <laughs> okay. Humera was in the car watching. It felt really cool. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let's let's get to a start point. We want to talk about the... Uh... 5W30. So you got a puzzle. <laughs> okay, all right, shut up. That's it. <laughs> This is all going in, dude. I'm going to blend this all in together. Yeah, this is great. Fine. Fine. So you went to get a puzzle. You you drove to Skokie. How far of a trip is Skokie? It was like uh, about six and a half miles. (laughs) And along the way, you had to stop and put two quarts of oil in your car. Not at the beginning of the trip, mid-trip. Well, I needed gas. My oil check light has been coming on, so I just knocked all of that out. Since when? Since 2004? <laughs> Something like that. And and what happened at the gas station, Hari? Well, I, I had the opportunity to change the oil, so I put I rolled up my <laughs> sleeves, pulled the, took the hood up, grabbed one of those little paper cones, and uh, poured two quarts of, quarts of oil. Well, first I checked the oil, and uh, <laughs> you know, with a dipstick. Uh-huh, I'm familiar. And then uh, I noticed that the uh, car could have used a little more juice, so I, I juiced it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm proud of you. And your girlfriend was in the car the whole time? She saw yeah. it be such a man? She, she saw it. Was she like... I even made sure. I said, hey, make sure you're watching this. <laughs> you're like, I know the hood is up, so did you make her stand outside so she can see it happen? God. Okay, so yes, puzzle. Uh, we're the puzzle. We're going home. Mission, <laughs> mission successful. Oh, that's great. Good for you. And what kind of puzzle was it? It's <laughs> it's not like my, my most ideal puzzle, but it's a it's a seven hundred piece puzzle of a picture of a cat on a bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> You risked your life for a 700-piece puzzle. 750. That when you're done will be a picture of a cat on a bookshelf. You crazy son of a bitch. Good for you. How about that you? As a man who wants to build a puzzle. Yeah, I only got Did so you many. Did check with Barnes and Noble ahead of time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ordered it, and then I called to make sure that I, I got an email that said, "Oh, it's ready," and I called, and I wanted a person to tell me the puzzle was actually there. Good for you. Yeah, you I don't see, know, man. My day are... is uh, back ordered. You're what? 
Nope, we can go ahead and breeze right past that. We'll go ahead and talk about the puzzle. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't. I don't know why you mentioned no, that out loud. <laughs> oh, my no, God. No, I'm, I'm okay with this. I ordered a bidet on the internet, and uh, <laughs> it keeps being delayed. Oh, Jesus. Did you really? I'm super... Yeah, I did. I'm, I, why wouldn't I? I mean, look, if toilet paper is going to be an issue, let's get options. Wait, are you 100% <laughs> saying that you did this? Yeah, I, like like a like one that goes on top of your toilet seat, and like they're portable. I don't want to explain what it does, but they're 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 ones that are like designed to put on your existing toilet. I didn't like order like a Japanese robo toilet or anything. I just ordered a James. Like a $40 how are you not saying anything right now to this? I I. You have one. I yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are just fucking with me now. I swear to God, it is delayed, and I don't know what's going to happen. Is there going to become a time where I'm out of toilet paper, and the del- the bidet's not here yet? Yeah. I don't know. I hope they open restaurants around that point, because... Uh... <laughs> There's always the street, so... <laughs> Good lord. Uh, that's been our quarantine so far. James, anything exciting in your in your world? Uh, nope. Still working uh, my old day job that is crushing every ounce of my will to live more than this virus is. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Uh, this is my yeah, only boy. respite from uh, the daily grind of doing shit I hate. So I love how James is so confident that no one at his day job would be listening to our podcast. <laughs> oh, they probably do, and I don't care because they know because I quit before and they begged me to come back. So here I am, suckers. You're welcome. <laughs> wow, we're all so angry. The rest of us are so cautious about our day jobs. <laughs> James is like, can me again, you motherfucker. Thanks for the money, bitches. <laughs> wow. Ah, it is weird how many industries, I mean, not weird, but I mean, obviously the other side of this is industries start growing in a time like this. You know what I mean? We've talked about it before. And, uh, but like, I had to like pull my 79 year old stepdad away from working at Jewel. Jesus. And, uh, I mean, he's like, but they're giving me more hours than ever. I'm like, yeah, that's not a good thing right now. Do you understand that? But it's uh, but but more hours means more exposure <laughs> exactly. to the virus. So that's probably bad. So thankfully we're able to get them out of there and they're quarantined now, but it's uh, it's weird what people are willing to do, man. Hari driving six and a half miles for a puzzle of a cat on a bookshelf. <laughs> the reason I asked if you had ordered ahead of time is because I wanted to be clear that you saw the puzzle and were like, yeah, that's worth going out there for. <laughs> I mean, there's slim pickings out there, man. I had to take what I could get. Good. Have you guys started the puzzle yet? No, no. Uh, Good. Well, I'm glad there was urgency behind it. I'm really <laughs> glad you couldn't have had it ordered. No, but that was the thing. We wanted to go. Like, that. Ri- uh-huh. Like we wanted to be outside doing something. I'm really happy, though, that I'm not the only one after the shit you guys gave me for just hanging out in my car for little bits. <laughs> now I'm going to start putting those covers up in my car so no one can see me in there, like the sunglass ones for the summertime to keep the, <laughs> keep the sun out. I think that you made a good point yesterday is you got to keep your sanity, you know. I think that's part of it. Good. So uh, we are not – look, our guest who's going to be joining us shortly is absolutely way more qualified than us to talk about today's subject. Today's subject, gentlemen, it's a weird one, men's fashion. We've got one guy who hasn't worn shorts in public in <laughs> several presidential terms. <laughs> I uh, don't tuck a shirt in unless I absolutely have to, and – I don't know if I've ever seen James wear long pants, quite honestly. I don't know. Maybe maybe outside of the studio, but nope. you're a casual guy as well, James. Yep. You own a suit? Uh, I do own a suit. I've, it's the one suit I have. I never wash it, and I've been to six weddings <laughs> since it was last cleaned. So <laughs> deal with that. And wow. one funeral. Two funerals. Three funerals. So oh, probably wash that thing, yeah. I have to wear them for work sometimes, so I uh, I will I will go suits on occasion. Hari, do you uh, do you go suit and do you go cardigan under the sport coat to make yourself feel better? <laughs> I have a suit. Well, I'll tell you what. This episode is actually uh, pretty useful for me now because I'm getting to that age where like my midsection here is outgrowing all of my old clothes. Okay. So I really need to uh, update the wardrobe. <laughs> That was the most descriptive way I've ever heard someone say that they were getting fatter. 
<laughs> you like very specifically pointed it at the midsection. You're placing blame on the midsection. That's specifically. specifically. I would like to say that you know my huge guns are growing out of my t-shirts. <laughs> So what does that mean? Does that mean it's time for you to start shopping a little bit differently? Is it just time to buy new clothes? Is it time to start, you know, uh, uh, escalating what you wear? What's the change you're looking for? What's a Hari? You're a you're a button down shirt and cardigan on stage guy, right? Yeah, well that that's basically me stage and off stage. That's my Hari <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here at home in a button up shirt and cardigan right now. Yeah, and casual I... Hari is uh, casual Hari wears three layers. That's the <laughs> That's the guy I'm familiar with. Okay, here's the thing, is that I just realized I am wearing a cardigan now. It's a little bit different <laughs> style, so I wasn't really even counting it. It's just um, your Sunday at-home cardigan? It's just, <laughs> just, you know, my, my just toss it on whenever, <laughs> without a care in the world. It's my motor oil changing cardigan. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I am interested in updating my wardrobe. I have a bad habit of buying stuff and then like putting it on a pedestal. You know what I mean? You ever buy like a shirt and you spent a lot on it and you're like, I'm only ever gonna wear this on special occasions. Oh really? No, I'm yeah. the opposite. I find like one shirt at a time that like fits well, you know what I mean, and just looks good and it's fashionable. And I'm like, oh I'm gonna wear this every chance I get until so you're and you're maximizing the, you know, the use of the shirt. Yeah, but I'm also, it's like every picture taken of me in a six-month period is also in the exact same shirt. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like I could just go out for one day and then not show up again for another season. No, I, so I, I have a history of doing the opposite. I think I spent like 40 bucks on a turtleneck, and then I was like, oh, I could never wear this because something could happen to it. I can only wear this on special occasions. And I wore it so infrequently... That uh, one day, uh, my ex-wife and I, we were watching the movie Pursuit of Happiness. You guys remember that with Will Smith? I haven't seen it, but I love where this is going. And this was like during the time, so he goes from, you know, being homeless to uh, rich. But this was during the homeless part. And he was standing in line at a soup kitchen. And the guy standing in line behind him was wearing the exact same turtleneck <laughs> that I had. <laughs> And that's what I realized that I really need to change my. <laughs> yeah. First of all, no one was mad at you for not wearing your turtleneck more. I think that's a bad example of this. I think the less you wear a turtleneck, the this better. This was during a time where turtlenecks were. Uh, actually, I think turtlenecks are making a comeback too, and we will ask I love about that. that. The, the guy at the at the at the soup kitchen was wearing the cardigan. Oh, the exact same one. <laughs> the same color, the same stripe that goes right to the middle of it. Ah, uh, were you wearing it while watching and the movie? I was wearing it. No, oh, I, that's... I should you not. <laughs> <laughs> was this in the theater or at home? This was at home. This oh, at God, home. I would have loved it if you had to walk out of the theater. <laughs> everyone just watching it. Is he dressing like his favorite character? No, no, he might just be homeless. What? <laughs> Oh, awesome. Geez. Well, listen, we're gonna we have a guest who's gonna help us with all that. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna come right back with our guest. What do you guys say? Is it time to bring in Barry? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back with our guest, Barry Ellen. Barry, uh, as a listener to the podcast, so you know the segments. We're going to start right away with our question three, with our segment three questions. Yeah, Barry, you know question. The I don't know the podcast. <laughs> this is this is taking its toll on all of us. Barry, question number one. Question number one. What is the trick to mixing patterns? What is the trick to mixing patterns? I say you don't. I say you go same pattern, or oh my god, Jim, we've been we've been through this together. I've done right. this with you, Barry. But you... Re remember, we'll come back to the answer. Okay, okay, don't yell okay. at me yet. I'll say this: that that the trick to mixing patterns is that either your the top or the bottom is a pattern, and the other thing is a solid. I, Wait, that I... that that's not a mix of patterns. Okay. That's just one pattern. Okay, that's... I mean it's, that it's a guess. Okay, <laughs> it certainly oh, is. <laughs> Barry's going to give a shit this whole time. All right, question I number mean, two. 
Question number two. If you are going to have one suit, what should it be? Blue. <laughs> it should Am be I, blue suit. Okay, but do, do I answer, I answer Not, later, no. right? Yep, you answer later. You got okay. it. Absolutely. Uh, in this environment, I'm going to say hazmat. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say hazmat. Question number three. Question number three. Are you supposed to match your socks to your shoes or your pants? I thought it was to your shirt, but I guess that's not one of the... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say to your, to your pants. <laughs> I've always gone to each other, but in this case, I'm going to say... I'm going to go with shirt. Uh, That's not an answer. That wasn't, the, that wasn't sorry, one of the right. answers. It was like a 50-50. Pants. I'm sorry. Harry threw me off there by saying shirt. Pants. I'm going to okay. go pants. All right. Uh, Barry, thank you so much for joining us, first of all. We're doing this remotely um, in the middle of, uh, of a quarantine, um, so we're lucky to be able to get some of your time. Um, one of the things we always ask our guests, and we use the term expert loosely around here, but what makes you an expert in men's fashion? Uh, what makes me an expert? Well, I mean, I've been in the fashion industry in one capacity or another for probably over 30 years, and I've been doing exclusively men's fashion for uh, almost 10 years now. So I guess that makes it something. Right? How do you get into men's fashion specifically? Is it like, because when I met you, it was basically you were just like, oh, you just need help, relax, and I'll do everything. Is yeah. that kind of where it came from? <laughs> I mean, kind of. So I ended up in the, I mean, really, if you want to know, I've done fashion for a long time. And then uh, when I came to work at Nordstrom's, I was kind of like killed two birds with one stone and asked to be in the men's department because I was getting divorced. So <laughs> that's how I ended up in the men's department. Wow. <laughs> so you could meet men? What? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, it worked out for a while, and, you know, there you go. But, uh, but, the, but, the, but the fashion parts worked out really good. That's hysterical. <laughs> I love that. Good. So let's talk about fashion in general. One of the things that comes up, what is the difference between fashion and style? Oh, so style is a way a person dresses. They have, like, personal style. Uh, fashion would be more like trends or of the moment or something like that. So style is eternal, as a quote from Coco Chanel. Fashion is momentary. So like a button-down shirt and a cardigan. Like you, yes. That would be classic style, Harry. Okay. A fashionable one. But also I mean... That's... It's classic style. Okay. <laughs> I like the word classic. Okay, I'll go. take it. Okay. Barry, right before you joined us, Harry told us a story about a turtleneck that he was wearing one day. Yes. That he and his then wife, now ex, um, were watching a movie, and a guy in a soup kitchen in the movie was wearing the exact same <laughs> <laughs> turtleneck wow. that Harry was wearing. Well, okay, I think it should be said that I bought the turtleneck years before. This is what I'm going to guess. So here's what I'm going to guess, the reason why the guy in the soup kitchen wore the same turtleneck. Uh, I'm going to guess that someone wore it for quite some time and then ended <laughs> up giving it away to donating it for charity, and then someone bought it from a Goodwill store. <laughs> right? I would assume those are the chain of events. It was just uh, probably behind the scenes. Okay. They didn't really have a backstory for the guy in the soup kitchen. But... <laughs> Meanwhile, on the same day, Harry's yes. looking through his closet and goes, hey, you know what? It'd be good to wear this for the third time ever. <laughs> I spent 40 bucks on it. I should make sure I get my money's worth. Absolutely. So where does the determination come from? Because uh, every year everything changes. And where does the determination really come from uh, as to what is and isn't stylish or fashionable in a year? Well, you know, fortunately for you guys, uh, fashion the fashion cycle is a lot slower. So you're going to see stuff... Uh, change less frequently, I guess. So typically what happens is you'll have the big fashion shows that will be shown in Milan and Paris and whatnot, but those things either never make it to the stores or some watered-down version, 
or it's several years after what you're seeing on the runway would actually be sold at somewhere like Nordstrom's. So um, it's just a lot slower, and I guess people are always looking to kind of change up a little bit because eventually we need to have something new to sell you, if we're mm -hmm. being honest. So, you know, they are always changing, and colors come and go and are more popular and not as popular. So like this year, the Pantone color of the year is called Classic Blue. So if you've been in the stores lately, you'll see it's kind of a little bit of higher blue, a little brighter, brighter than navy. Um, and so things are determined like that. Then there's always like fashion colors. This year will be greens, sort of like teal colors, and then also kind of like uh, berry purpley colors. Those kind of those are your fashion colors. So I was wondering uh, about the point of it taking a while for fashions to hit the mainstream stores? Yeah. By the time, like, the rest of us are seeing it on the rack at Banana Republic, it's like yeah. the up, upper echelon of high society. Are they already past it? Done. They're over it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I awesome. mean, sometimes it goes that fast and sometimes it doesn't. So we're, you know, let's say eight years ago everybody had double pleated pants with cuffs and all that, and now you wouldn't be caught dead wearing double pleated pants with cuffs. And instead, you're going to wear a flat front pant with no cuffs and tighter and slimmer legs and so on and so forth. However, last year, you started to see on the runways, things are getting wider again. But you're not going to see that as much, especially in the men's departments, for maybe another couple of seasons. But you are starting to see... Uh, a slimmer version of a pleated pant with like maybe a one pleat or something, but the leg is still skinny. So it's not the old pleated pant. So everybody that's holding on to those, let them go. Yeah, and Jim. <laughs> Jim doesn't have those. I dress him. So. <laughs> okay, I take it back. I I'm going to defend Jim on that. I mean, it all f yeah, no, I have to wear suits sometimes for work. So uh, I try to stay at least in the in the most recent decade for those. For sure, um, so for sure. I'm picturing Jim first showed up at your store dressed in like old plaid from head to toe because he just wanted that one pattern all Don't over. Don't mix patterns. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Barry saved him. I mean, I don't remember our first meeting, but I don't think it was as bad as Hari is describing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, so what happens then? Does does a group of designers get together and be like, "All right, this year is going to be teal"? Like, is that how it begins? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they'll typically get direction, believe it or not, from the companies that actually make the colors. So when I say Pantone, Pantone is a company that makes color, and that's uh -huh. the company that will influence fashion, fashion colors, even as much as like color of like electronics, toaster ovens, you know when you see things that have color, they decide what the trends are. And then So back in the 70s, Pantone was like avocados are yeah. color of the decade and it's exactly. going to be on every appliance. Yes, like that, exactly. Oh, so that's really? crazy. I didn't know that's how that, that happened. Yeah, so they're the ones that sort of determine the color trends and um, you are actually going to see some of that coming back around because there's a trend happening right now for spring called Urban Safari. So you're going to see more like all the khaki, olive greens, sandy, beige, and kind of like blues, and just think sort of anything safari-ish. Yeah, those are the colorings that are hot. <laughs> That sounds ridiculous, yeah. um, but it all seems to stem like it all seems to first of all be cyclical and and yeah. like you said, it does come back. Every, why does it come back every generation, every couple generations? Is it just we run out of stuff to do? Is it, it do people are like the vintage? I think well, there is some of that vintage, and then there is some what people call like ironic tailoring. So, for example, uh, my daughter who's sixteen loves to wear a mom jean. Well, those are the same damn jeans that I wore in the 80s, but now it's cute on her, and I wouldn't be caught dead in it. So do, things come around. Like the kids now, the kids all think that, you know, the, things, the big white tennis shoes and the neon colors and all that that I wore when I was in high school is now all the rage. So I think that 
you know, things come and go because the new generation finds inspiration from what was. Will overalls be coming back at any point soon? Mm, I don't know. What about, like, wearing your clothes inside out like Chris Cross taught us to do? Um, hopefully not. I was, I the like 80s were a really terrible that. time. I did, absolutely, I'd wear my shirt inside out, my overalls really? only one of them. Oh, yeah, I was, like, seven. Did you have that hammer was, pants? Of course I had hammer pants. Oh, my God. What else was I going to wear? <laughs> right now, in the situation we're in, I would love if everything in my closet were just hammer pants. Oh, my God. If I'm not like, leaving the house, I'd be so happy. I find it so fascinating, the idea of how something was once cool, uh -huh. and then it's completely flipped. Like, you look at an old picture, you're like, I can't believe people dress like that. I can't even watch Friends anymore. They just look like a bunch of dorks. I totally agree. It is hard for me to watch Friends. Real quick, that cut out on me a lot. Did you? Uh, did everyone yeah, else hear Harry? Yeah, he said that he has trouble watching Friends because the fashion is so bad. And I couldn't agree with you more, Harry. It's hard for me to watch Friends because the fashion is so bad. But at one point, we all thought it was cool. The coolest. That's and so trust weird. me when I tell you, I had the Rachel haircut. <laughs> That's so amazing to me. Just like It's not even like it just goes out of style. It's almost offensive to look at like some I, of these things. I totally agree. <laughs> are there staples? But are there staples that like always stay relevant? Yes, there are. There are, just like any kind of a great, like certain pieces a are cardigan. always, like exactly, <laughs> Harry, like a cardigan, for example. <laughs> God damn it. But I, I don't mean, need people backing Harry up on this podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, but there are things, so, I mean, I think for anybody, a really nice fitting straight cut jean would always be great. Um you know, a really classic, like a Gucci loafer has been around forever. Um, you know, things for women, like a Chanel or Chanel-type suit, like a little lady's suit, those kinds of things, a pencil skirt. Um, there, there are things that are very classic, even like just for a man, a two-button suit, kind of like what is styled right now, um, is very classic. And, and granted, right now, things are a little bit trimmer and a little bit shorter than typical, but in general, that's a very classic look. Where did that come from, like, 10 years ago? There was just a size for everything, and then all of a sudden it was like, we're going to do, like, we're going to do a tapered version of everything as well. I mean, it, Yeah, so that... you saw before, so for what, like, Hari was saying and during Friends and stuff, everything was, like, three, four-button jackets, super long. Everything was very oversized. Um, you know, again, those are things that come and go. Like, you're going to actually see some of that coming back. Like, not right away, but I would say within the next one to two years, you're going to start to see those suits get fuller. Maybe not longer, but fuller for sure. And I will say to, to what Jim said about... Uh like going from one sizing to these different kind of sizes. Were you meaning like things like modern fit and like slim fit and thing like, things mm -hmm. like that? Because yeah. like those kind of fits really saved me as, a, as like a super scrawny guy growing up. Once yeah. I found H&M and uh, Express and they were making like these, you know, more things that fit somebody with my frame, I actually started looking de halfway decent in clothing. Yes, I, I agree. So it, it was great for someone like you, however... We used to carry very big, full, and super long suits and extra long because everybody was wearing their coats extra long. Now the extra long guy has to come to me to get a suit custom made because we don't have anything for a guy that's 6'6 that wants a decent suit. Huh. So things kind of come and go. So eventually it's going to turn back the other way and then maybe you, Hari, or maybe not you, but like someone with your build will come to me because they can't find anything that fits them because it's going to go the other direction. Yeah, well, now my metabolism has slowed down, so I'm fitting okay. into all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, w I, did, I was wondering, like, like the idea that we find some old-fashioned stuff, like, well, just that, old-fashioned, like, objectionable. <laughs> Is the industry 
trying to force a change? Like, do they want you to hate the old style so that you want, you know, you feel like you want to buy something new? Absolutely, they do. Absolutely, they do. I, we always want you to feel like whatever you have is just completely not in style anymore, and you should wow. definitely get something new. I feel like we're getting the inside scoop here, Jim. I think it's part of the whole sales process. That makes sense to me. So let's start talking about that. So 2020, what's coming up? Uh, we're going into spring. Um, obviously, if there's an outside to, to be in. Um, you mentioned the urban safari. Mm -hmm. What else? What are the trends for spring? So, I mean, the other trends for spring, as far as, like, for men's fashion specifically, but a lot of it kind of goes between both. You're going to see – so – I'll tell you, for me, my new favorite trend is a couple of things. One, you're seeing if guys are guys are definitely wearing more sport coats than suits because you're seeing a lot of sport coats with jeans and then like dress sneakers. So everything is definitely getting a little bit easier, easier fit, a little more casual. You're also seeing verse, uh, light sweaters, very thin light sweaters under a sport coat versus a button-down shirt. And then the newness and the button-down shirts is you're seeing florals going versus like checks. So my personal preference is I like dress shirts with a lot of texture or some sort of like a floral pattern or something. I'm a little over the whole check thing because we've been doing checks now for like six, eight, ten years. So I, I, I get bored and want to see new stuff and move it up, moving it forward. Mm -hmm. I just think, like you're saying, we're seeing a whole shift out of suits into like sport coats and just a little more business casual of a feel. Mm -hmm. Do offices seem to be going that way also? Yeah, a lot of offices. I mean, I get guys in every day that are like, I need a sport coat to go with jeans. I need a sport coat to go with jeans. And okay, no problem. So then that's what we do. But, you know, interestingly enough, there are plenty of people that still wear suits. And a lot of people come in to buy suits for social occasions, whether it's a dance, a wedding, funerals, um, awards, conferences, big client meetings. There, there's a lot of occasion that people still wear suits. Mm -hmm. And it looked like, like this past season there were a lot of like burgundies and shit out there that you didn't really see very often before uh, yeah. that like made a big comeback. Um, looking forward into 2020, what do you see coming for the, the summer and fall? Do you have any, any clues yet? You know what? Fall, I don't know yet. Uh, summer is kind of the stuff that I said. So things are going to get a little easier fit-wise going forward, and then colors, like I said, the, the classic blue, all the high blues, so brighter blues, and then teals, greens, and then all these purpley berry colors are kind of like the colors of the moment. So if you want something fresh, and I think part of it is because and you guys weigh in on this since you're men, um, I think that purples and blues and greens are not too far away because all the guys feel super comfortable in that blue zone. So sometimes purple or green is not so far removed, so it's something that you would feel comfortable wearing. Drew? I'm not into the purple, personally. No? But I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, but it's not my go-to. But that's interesting to see that that's what's coming. Hari, you ever rock purple? I think purple kind of highlights my eyes a little bit. But... But, but, Jim, we're not talking about purple like Prince purple. We're talking yeah. about purple. Well, then I'm out. Like a pastel kind of purple, right? Um, well, like lavender for sure and shirts and things, but you're talking more like berry tones, so like red purples. I call them berry tones because they're like things you'd bring to me and say you should try this on, and I say, no, I don't want that. So we're calling them berry tones for different very reasons. Hi, do you I, I really would... think that purple brings out your eyes, or was that a, was that a good bit that I missed? I want to know what's, what's happening right now. No, I don't know. I, I like the okay. color. Um, I, I was wondering, though, Barry, do you learn about this stuff like, like as a person in the industry? You guys have huddles about this, and like, okay, this is what's happening now, or or do you are you just keeping up with the magazines and like uh um, so like kind of both. So um, last year at this time, actually, I was in New York for a thing that's called Nordstrom Live, and okay. uh, you have to be nominated to go, and I was nominated and went. Oh, nice. And yeah, so it was kind of an honor, and you really felt like you were being honored when you were there. So they put on this thing in New York 
um, that's a bunch of fashion shows and vendors come and talk about what's going to happen. And then if you don't end up going to that, they do have on one of our apps that we have um, that's available to the employees is uh, all these videos of what happened at Nordstrom Live. So you get to see what is coming up for the season by watching the videos. So you know that. And then I personally do read GQ and Vogue and all that stuff anyway. So obviously this is a very personal industry. And I, I want to just switch gears a little bit. I'm just curious, with everything that's happening right now in the world, with the, the shutdowns and everything, how do you think this is going to impact fashion in 2020? Well, I think it's going to probably go one of two ways. It's either going to go from what we've been seeing, which is this maximumist styling. So in things like Gucci, that's all super, um, you know, chains and gems and names splashed on stuff and all that kind of things that are super labely. I uh -huh. think you are probably going to see it veer back to like sort of what we saw in 2008 which is more minimalistic. So I think that while people will still buy things and buy things that are maybe in that luxury market, um, you're going to see things that are much quieter. So it'll be a beautiful fabric, but it's not going to have all the bells and whistles and names and whatever on it. That, or it could go in another direction where if you think, you know, people are saying, oh, we're in the roaring 20s again. So you could see that where people are so sick of sitting inside and not being able to go out that people might like go crazy and, you know, whoop, whoop it up, so to speak, you know, and go the other direction and just go crazy and get stuff and want to wear bright colors and who knows. I mean, it's, it'll be hard to say, but I think it's going to definitely be one way or the other. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, because there's, I mean, certainly I feel like this is going to be a big year for sweatpants. I think that uh, that's <laughs> sure. pretty, that's pretty obvious. will benefit from this uh, situation. Absolutely. And for Purple so many. pajamas are coming back in style. There you go. <laughs> you see people talking all the time about switching from their day pajamas to their night pajamas. So I, I feel know, like right? All of that's going to be certainly part of it. But at the same time, you feel like there are going to be people who are like, you know what, I, it, this is, you know, and I'm, I'm not worried about the the Gucci customers. I think they're going to be fine either way. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, agreed. But like the you know your average person who like I who wants to go out and dress up from time to time might just do those things in their home just to feel it. Yeah, I mean probably. I think after a while, no matter what, people get sick of whatever it is that they're doing. So if they're always in sweatpants, at some point, don't you want to put on something nicer and go out? And do whatever, then and then there's people that have to dress in suits every day that can't wait to get home and take that off and put on sweatpants. Oh, so, that's me. Right? Okay. What do you think this is going to do to change the retail experience, though? Because that's still a place where I think there's been a, a, at least a certain stranglehold of being in person because you, you can actually try things on. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's interesting to think about it. Um, I think that probably there will be a certain segment of the population that will be like, oh, gosh, buying online was so great. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever bought stuff online, but the general thing that happens, especially with men, men have to you typically get stuff tailored regardless, whether they shorten their pants, whatever. And so even if you buy it online, at some point you got to come in the store. So it seems like, to me, it's just as fast and easy to come in the store and have somebody help you through the store, get what you need, get it altered, and it's one trip instead of or wasting time online and, you know, getting stuff, returning it, whatever. I don't know. You tell me. I think it's more efficient to go into the store. That's a really good point, Jim, because... This is the reason why I look the same almost every day. Sure. Is because it's hard for me to buy stuff online, mm -hmm. especially being a weird size. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I find a size, by say, uh, like Express, if I find mm -hmm. an Express shirt mm -hmm. that, that fits, mm -hmm. then I just get like six of different <laughs> colors right. of that shirt because I know they're all gonna fit. 
And I find right. that, yeah. So that's and with the, the 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 downside to that is that I you know it's not you're always very wearing the same shirt. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> By so the same is, maker too. So it's like it, it, even if it's a different color, it pretty much looks the same. I get that, and a lot of men shop like that, where they'll come in and go, "I need pants." Okay, great. What other color does this come in? So that happens a lot. However, and I'm going to toot my own horn here for a minute. When you work with a personal stylist, that person gets to know you, know your size, your style, whatever, and then you can let them know, I'm coming in, uh, this is what I'm looking for, and then that person can pull stuff for you. Jim can speak to this because I did it for him, and it's a lot more convenient and easier. True. Oh, and I absolutely would, would, would agree with that. And the downside to what I'm doing is it's, 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 it's a boring look because you're just wearing the same thing all the time. Right. So if you go to someone that knows how to style stuff, then you'll have a different look, but they'll understand what fits you and then go and pick stuff that you wouldn't maybe choose because you wouldn't know to choose it or that it went together or whatever. So for uh, my recording I did recently, I actually did just this, and Barry uh, was kind enough to uh, to work with me on it and help me, you know, figure out what I was going to wear for it and everything. But my question that comes out of this is, with where things stand currently, do you think we're going to see more of that go digital? Do you think we're going to see more things where, you know, you can like with glasses, you can upload a picture of your face and you can see how the glasses look on you? You know, if people aren't going to be going to stores as much for a while, it, it, do we see more change happening in the in the retail industry? You know, for these. Reasons? I mean, you you might, and uh, you know, I think that it's kind of both. Again, it's like there's both ways. Yes, you can upload the picture, but it's still not the same as physically putting the glasses on. Yeah. You don't get the feel for it. At some point, you're gonna have to go in because. You can't adjust those glasses on your own, right? So at Very some point, you know. So at some point, people have to go in, and it seems as though a lot of the shopping centers now are being built for entertainment purposes more than anything. So going shopping now is part of the entertainment, and that's why they're building so many restaurants in the malls and movie theaters and. Whatever else, so and to and to Barry's point too about going in, I I, I um a few times I've had the experience of uh, I'd find something I like on shoes, say mm -hmm. a Nordstrom, online Nordstrom Rec, and mm -hmm. um the thing is you know uh, the same shoe size from a different maker they all fit differently absolutely right. so I end up buying ordering like you know six pairs. Yeah, and then I just keep the one that I want. But then by the time I go like back to UPS and repackage everything and drop it off, I'm like, I should have just gone into the store. <laughs> Correct. That's my whole point. Is that you know I think it's one thing to buy a book online or a something, but to buy clothes online I think is really hard. I think you can never see the fabric. You you can't feel the fabric. If you're a medium in one thing, you're a large in something else. It, it you it it's real. And then at the end of the day, when you need stuff tailored, you got to go into the store anyway. Yeah. So why don't you just go into the store? It'll be faster in the long run. Makes sense to me. Okay, so guys who are on a budget, um, yes. they are looking for. Like, we talked about it briefly at the beginning, but I want to come back to it. Uh, looking for a few staples that aren't stuff that's going to look. Like it's on Friends twenty years later, you right. know, when you're looking at it, just the staples, the basics. You said kind of uh, straight to slim fit jeans. Is that what you said? Yeah, you say straight to slim fit jeans. Uh, typically, I would say always like a dark wash would be my first go to. Mm -hmm. um, for guys, let's see what else. Um, you know, a navy blazer is. That a seems staple. to be the one, right? That seems yeah. to, if you're going to go one blazer, that seems yeah. to be the way to go. Solid navy. That would be a man's version of a woman having a little black dress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that that's like the go-to. Um, I would say always like a gray slack would be great. Um, you know, a navy suit or a gray suit. Um, you know, what else? Button-down shirts, certainly, you know, just things that are, that fit you well. N you know, not 
fitted per se because that mm-hmm. might come and go, but something that fits you well. So, and again, car, a crew neck sweater, a V-neck sweater, a cashmere sweater, you know, things like that that are just very simplistic. Those mm-hmm. things are always good. I have cashmere sweaters that are 20 years old, and I still wear them. Harry does, too. And uh, <laughs> these aren't cashmere. They're turtlenecks. But the problem is he's not the only one wearing them. There's <laughs> several people in the soup kitchen might also. <laughs> I'm sorry, Harry. Good. So, okay, so you talked a little bit about how you work with clients normally, and, and again, it's getting to know them, it's learning what they're looking for, it's putting stuff together for them, and maybe finding things that they may not have, you know, found themselves. Um, sure. During all this change, what are you doing now for people? How are you still working with customers? Actually, how I'm still working with customers is I can digitally style people, so it's called Styleboard, mm-hmm. and basically, um, if you contact me, I can uh, put together whatever outfit you want or whatever you're looking for and uh, text it to you. And you click on the link and order what you want, and then I get credit for it. So that's... (laughs) There you go. There you go. So I've actually had a few clients reach out to me uh, because they've wanted stuff because right now there's 25% off on a ton of stuff on Nordstrom.com that you wouldn't normally see on sale. Oh, man. So it's sale time. It's sale time. It was a forced sale situation. I believe if we're that. Being honest. And, but, and I'm sitting at home, but that's the way that I can work from home. So I have done that for, for several people already. Yeah. Good. Okay, great. Um, we do have one segment on the show, Barry, that I, uh, I know you're familiar with. Um, oh, yeah. James looks forward to it every week, as do I. <laughs> It's uh, it's called Harry's Hot Button, and um, uh, for anyone who's new to the show, we never know what's about to happen. Harry does this entirely on his own. Harry, are you ready to go? Okay, I'm ready. All right. Without further ado, let's get to America's 11th favorite segment, Harry's Hot Button. Oh, my God. Uh, did you get those shoes from the Salvation Army from some loser who bought them from Kmart in the 90s? Ooh, that's hot. Harry, is that your Valley Girl impression? <laughs> Did it not sound like it Valley Girl? It was beautiful. Girl? No, it was perfect. It might be, uh, might be the best impression you've done so far. Thank you. <laughs> so, Barry, I think in the world of, and I think there's a lot of arguments about this, in the world of not only clothing and style and fashion, but also sustainability and things like that, mm-hmm. over the past, I'd say, 20 years, there was a big influx in something called fast fashion. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Um, and first of all, can you explain a little bit about what fast fashion is? So fast fashion was just super low quality garments uh, that are made quickly, cheaply, and it was really the intention for you to wear it for like one or two seasons and just dump it because no one cared because it wasn't expensive to begin with. So if you bought something super trendy, nobody cared if you wore it two times and got rid of it. So fast fashion is like Zara's. H&M, stuff like that, where it's stuff that is made super cheap and it, nobody cares if you're wearing it for very long versus something that is more of an investment piece or of higher quality. That kind of stuff you spent money on, it, it's been made by, you know, depending at what level you're looking at, but let's say at a very high level, um, those people are artists and they're spending their time making it, and that's why you're paying so much money for it, for the labor, for the uh, fabrics, and things like that. So those are items that people keep and wear for a long time, which will be referred to as slow fashion or high fashion, and, and then eventually may end up selling it and reselling it on the Real Real or Tradesies, or there's lots of these websites now, where people resell their items that they've worn, loved, but they're kind of over them, they don't fit them anymore, whatever it is. I have, so I have a two-part question about yeah. this, because this is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Is it that it's meant for um, the visual appeal, so maybe cheaper materials were used in order to get that product out, but then because it's made cheaply, it falls apart, 
or is it purposely made cheaply so that you have to come back and buy more? Um, probably a little of both. So it's made cheaply because they're only expecting you to wear it for like one or two seasons, and then okay. you don't care because it was cheap to begin with. And it's never going to last, and it's going to fall apart. So if it's something that's like super trendy, so if it's uh, something neon, let's say, how many times are you going to wear something neon? Probably not a lot. So if you bought it, you wore it to go to the club, you wore it to go wherever, you wore it twice, you don't care. But the bad part is, is that it's really hard on the environment to have that fast fashion because it's a lot of waste. And that's something that came up when we had um, someone on talking about sustainability. So certainly there's a lot of waste. And also, I don't think that people really necessarily know that they're buying these clothes that, you know, they think they're getting cheaper clothing. They don't realize that they're going to have to replace them annually, it seems like. I guess. Yeah, I would probably fall into that category. There was a little while where I was like a an H&M customer going, hey, wait a second. I thought I had found a bargain, and it's like the button's popping off. <laughs> right. So that's the old, you know, you really get what you pay for. <laughs> so, I mean, you if you're going to shop at, like, uh, Zara's or H&M or Forever 21, which a lot of those places are closing because for various reasons, people are kind of veering away from the fast fashion, yeah, stuff's going to fall off, things are going to rip, uh, the fabrics are going to look terrible after you wash them twice, because they're not intended to last longer than that. But if you're looking for something to make a statement for uh, an, an event, a gathering, or whatever, then sometimes that's a good way to go. Or, consequently, if you're trying to see if this trend is something that you feel good in, then maybe you try it out in a Zara version and then eventually buy it in a better version later. I'll say this. Like, the shirts that I'm buying from Express, I'm the guy that wait, that, that'll wait a whole year till Black Friday and then it's like 40% <laughs> off and then I yeah. buy 10 of those shirts, right? Sure. But let's say, but they're not great quality shirts and the buttons right. pop off. And let's say I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay up to get something more premium. What is the, what is the risk that I'm running that in six months or a year from now that shirt's not going to be in style anymore? I mean, if you buy something that's more of a quote unquote basic, I think your risk level is zero. Okay. But if you're buying something that's like I'm telling you right now, the trend is floral. Well, floral is amazing this season, last season, and the next season, but in three seasons from now, probably not. So, I want to see Hari in 2028 rocking a floral cardigan. I, right. Well, not cardigan, but a shirt for sure. Oh. So my advice would be when you're buying things that are trendy, I might not spend as much money on them. But okay. if I'm buying something very classic, like a navy blazer, I probably would spend more money on it. I feel like this is the type of valuable information that that idiots like me in in this world need because <laughs> no I didn't you don't realize that some of these stores you know are, were making clothes that are specifically again not designed to to last you very long. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that the general consumer probably doesn't know or realize. So on that, a lot of those uh, fast fashion stores are starting to close down. What happened? Do they get too big too fast, just start pushing a bunch of crap out there, people realized it and moved away from it? Uh, I think that's probably one thing. There was probably too much expansion too soon, fast or something. And then I think people are also starting to be a little sick of all of the junk. And yeah. a lot of people, like my daughter, again, she'll go out thrift shopping. Because what doesn't fit me anymore or look stupid or whatever will be exactly what she thinks is super cool. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a lot of that, which is great because it's recycling, upcycling, you know, different things like that. Or people will go and buy something and then make it into something else. So mm -hmm. they might buy a sweatshirt but make it into a oh, uh, purse or something, okay. you know, or, or – Whatever. So there is a lot of that trend because then it's more sustainable, mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. So I think that people are getting concerned about the fast fashion because it's a lot of waste and it does hurt the environment versus things that are more high quality that, that you're going to have less 
good things than you are a million cheap things. Makes a lot of sense to me. Um, one of the things, Barry, that you do on a daily basis is uh, you have um, an Instagram where you do an outfit of the day where you show some uh, some of the new men's fashions. Where can they find that at? When can people find that? So it's called Look of the Day, which is just what I call it. Um, it's on Instagram or LinkedIn. You can find it by just uh, typing in my name. So it's uh, Barry Yellen. So it's B-A-R-R-I-E-Y-E-L-L-E-N. You can find me on both of those platforms. And I do post looks pretty much every day and then any other specials and things that are going on in my business. Also, if you ever want to do, you know, I can do virtual appointments. Um, if you want to set up appointments, you can also message me through those platforms and we can figure something out. How are you getting the clothes for your looks of the day right now? Are you breaking into the store? So I did have a bunch of stuff that I put that I took pictures of before the store closed. So I right. kind of front loaded, and then since then I have actually kind of made looks from the digital tool that we have, the style board. So I'll go in and make outfits on that and kind of post those. Awesome, I love it. All right, uh, we've got one more segment to jump back into, Barry. Uh, our segment three answers, where we get the answers to the questions you gave us up front. Yeah. So, uh, if we could go back to question number one, Barry, what was question number one again? Question number one was, Ooh. what is the trick to mixing patterns? Mixing patterns. So I said, I think Harry and I kind of had the same answer. I said you don't mix them. You go, you go one pattern, and I think everything else plain. Which is okay. basically what Hari said too. What's the real answer? What's the trick here? The trick is when you're mixing patterns, you need to make sure that the patterns are of different scale. So if you're doing like a sport coat that's a window pane, which is a much bigger uh, pattern, you can still do a check or a stripe or a something else. It just needs to be different in pattern and size and or size. Uh, of that and then the other thing is is that you want to what's called marry the colors so if you're doing something like a purpley shirt then you would do a tie that might have a different pattern but it, there's some colors in each of those items that work together that are the same somehow you match them in that way oh neat you normally don't uh, use two of the same pattern do you like would you do floral with a different floral um, it, you can. The trick to that is scale. So mm -hmm. it, you could do a very large pattern with a very small pattern. There's also some patterns that are considered um, neutrals. So like a camouflage, you could actually mix back to a leopard print. Or mm. you could do a floral mixed back to a camouflage. So it's weird how sometimes you can mix things when certain patterns are considered a neutral. Okay. All right. So Leave I think that neither to the experts, boys. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I think neither one of us got that right. What about question number two? Question number two was, if you are going to have one suit, what should it be? I said hazmat right now, but my real answer would have been black. <laughs> um, I said blue. Okay, Hari went so blue. What do you say? Hari is correct. Awesome. It Take should be words. blue. And... I mean, right now you're seeing more what I would call high blue, but really classic. I would tell you to do a classic navy blue, because so, that can really be worn anywhere. Even at like a even at a funeral. Yes, even at a funeral okay. when it's a dark navy. Yes. Okay, gotcha. All right, all right. And uh, question number three. I'm wearing my neon suit to your funeral, Jill. <laughs> no. no. Yes. I hate that you already think you're gonna outlive me. <laughs> oh my god. Number three. <laughs> Are you supposed to match your socks to your shoes or your pants? Ah. I said we both said the same answer, which did. was pants. Yeah, it's, and I think you pants guys did. would both be correct. All right. So for all of you guys that have a million pairs of black socks, please stop. <laughs> okay, but w Jim and I both actually wanted to give you an answer that wasn't even an option. Can, can yeah. we just talk about that for a second? I thought it was going to be, be the shirt. Yeah, you know, too. so a lot of guys now, because those colored socks are very popular, the people are matching their socks to their tie or their shirt or their what sweater. So a lot of people are doing that. So that is almost, I guess, in some ways, a okay, trick okay. answer. All right. 
but but yeah, but the sartorial rule is is that you're supposed to match it to your pants. All right, good to know. So there you go. Awesome, Barry. I can't thank you enough. Again, if you guys uh, want to follow her uh, at Barry Yellen, B A R R I E Y E L L E N, and uh, again, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, she can help you with all of your needs for clothing at this point. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, I mean, I'm at Nordstrom's in Oak Brook, which is a suburb of Chicago. So that's where you can find me, and uh, that's it. Happy to help. Barry, I had a quick question. Yeah, go. So I have like almost nearly mint condition these Kenneth Cole dress shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That have a very flat front to them, <laughs> like a square toe. Yes, I remember them well. Will I ever be able to wear them again? <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, I think you should take them down to the soup kitchen. Yep, I think so too. The guy in that turtleneck needs a parachute. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> awesome, Barry. Uh, I can't thank you enough again for your time and joining us today. Um, oh, my gonna, pleasure. And uh, again, go check her out at Nordstrom. We're going to go ahead and uh, we'll be right back with the wrap up. All right, Harry and James. That's uh, that's our episode with Barry Yellen. Uh, I thought I, I learned a few things today. I fashion something that I don't care enough about, but I feel like it's important to what we do. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, I'm more convinced that I, I really should go into a store than buy all these things online. I find <laughs> that I'm just spending all this time, like, returning stuff. You know, but at the end of the day, you just might as well go in and talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. I gotta say. With a quality product. I agree, and, and I don't do, you know, I do a lot of my shopping uh, on the Internet as well, um, you know, and, and, and cost is certainly an issue to me, but when it came time for something like shooting, you know, the recording, I knew the basics of what I wanted to do, and it was so great to have someone, like, really just help you every step of the way, you know, and tell you this looks stupid. Like, it was just one thing I didn't want to have to worry <laughs> about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to go all black, I want to make it simple, I want to, you know, and uh, and have someone just to, to make your life a lot easier, and just someone, I mean, there were several times she was just like, no, go away, go put something else on, <laughs> you're not allowed <laughs> to talk to me while you're wearing that, which is great, that's what I need, it's the stuff I'm not good at. So, so was, uh, what you were wearing, uh, what you were wearing for the album recording, was it comfortable? It looked good. Was it it comfortable? was comfortable. And that, that's one of the things, too. Uh, the comfort level, I think, is easily missed when you're looking at the fast fashion sort of things. Is Agreed. There was a while where I was buy buying, like, these uh, non-iron shirts. I was like, cool, I won't have to iron them. But then, like, you know, if they'd get, like, moved a direction, they were, they were just, like, they were hard all the time. You know what I mean? So, like... <laughs> Like if if you sat down and it wrink it didn't really wrinkle your shirt just the bottom of it was just sticking straight out when you stood back up and I'm like oh okay this is this isn't what clothing should be like I I, <laughs> I bought I don't know if Banana Republic is considered fast fashion but I bought a pair of jeans from them a few months ago and I paid twice as much as I normally do for jeans that I buy from Express and they are the most comfortable pair that I own. I think there is something to that. I mean, obviously, you, there's always times you can get ripped off. And, and the most frustrating thing to me about buying anything, but particularly with clothes, is just the timing of when you buy it affects the pricing so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever, like, go into a store and you buy something, and you go in there two weeks later, and it's, like, 40% off. You're like, this is bullshit. Oh, That's tell me about cool. it. I'm using discount codes on Black Friday, so. <laughs> they even let you do that? Holy shit. <laughs> I picture you having. Do you really shop on Black Friday, Harry? That's the only, only. That's when I get all my clothes. Is Black Friday <laughs> for the I, whole year? For the whole year. Oh, you're amazing. The way you treat money is incredible to me. But for the most part, you buy all. Like, do you map out what you're getting ahead of time? I picture you going to bed real early on Thanksgiving, waking up and having a nice controlled Black Friday from the comfort of your own computer. Well, here, the thing is, like, I'm a typical guy in the sense that I, not to minimize anything that Barry does, but I just hate shopping for stuff. Of course. That's why people like, and that's why people like that are here to talk to us about it. It's maximizing what she does, really. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I'll, I buy clothes once a year, and it isn't because of anything I've mapped out or some efficiency reason. I just hate doing it so much that I just like to get it over with. I get it. That's so weird, though. It's the most hard. Do you buy other stuff on Black Friday, or is it just clothes day? It, it's usually just clothes. 
Huh, all right. Every week we just peel back that <laughs> onion that is Tari Rao a little bit further. And sometimes they don't make sense. This one makes a lot of sense. This is the accountant's brain working overtime. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us, buddy. James, how you doing? You cracking up over there yet? You yeah. You worked a long day? I, you have to uh, listen to us? Yeah, this is, this is a nice reprieve. We're recording on a Sunday right now, so all right. Tomorrow we wake up and open the windows and just look at them. Okay, great. Well... <laughs> I think it's time for us to sign off. Uh, gentlemen, thank you. We'll we'll see you again soon for Harry Rao and James Webb at the People of Comedy Studios. James, one more time, the Patreon for that? Uh, is patreon.com slash people of comedy. Um, please give something if you can. Uh, it helps keep costs for people who are out of work uh, low at the studio or free for some. So, uh, And we're, we're really trying to keep everyone's boats floating here as best we can. So we'd really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash people of comedy. And this has been, oh my god, what do we know with Hari and Jay? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>